0: Hello everyone! Sorry for jumping in before the episode, but I just want to tell you all about the Thinking in English Patreon. Patreon is a way for you guys to support Thinking in English and receive some amazing benefits. We have conversation clubs at least six times a week, allowing you to practice your English speaking. We offer weekly discussion sessions with English tutors, including me, where you can ask any questions you have. We have a Discord server and chat rooms, so you can talk and meet other English learners and practice English. I release bonus episodes every Friday, and depending on your subscription level, there are also free English group classes and one-on-one conversations with me available. There are also some new and exciting new benefits coming in the next few weeks, so join now. I'm currently offering 7-day free trials if you join right now. Click the link in the description or go to www.patreon.com forward slash thinking in English to join now. Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. The biggest crisis in the history of the country this is how one key politician has described the massive wave of protests, unrest and strikes currently affecting Israel. Let's look at why people are taking to the streets and what is causing so much anger on today's episode of Thinking in English. You can find the full transcript for free over on the Thinking in English blog, leave me a like, rating or review, wherever you are listening right now, check out my YouTube channel and Instagram page, both called Thinking in English Podcast for more content, and join my conversation club if you want to improve your English. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinking in english dot blog to take to the streets to take to the streets when people take to the streets they express their opposition to something in public and often violently for example thousands of people have taken to the streets to protest against the military coup to walk out to walk out To refuse to continue working and leave your office or factory to show your employer that you are unhappy about something. As in, workers are threatening to walk out over pay. Reform. Reform. A change or set of changes made to a system, law, organisation, etc. in order to make it more modern or effective. For example, Essential reform of the banking sector is underway. Judicial. Judicial. Relating to the legal system and the branch of government responsible for the legal system. As in, the judicial system has been historically biased against minorities. Unfit. Unfit. Not suitable or good enough for a particular purpose or activity. For example, the building was declared unfit for human habitation. To undermine. To undermine. To make someone less confident, less powerful, or less likely to succeed. Or to make something weaker, often gradually. For example, a succession of scandals and revelations has undermined the government over the past year. Rupture rupture an occasion when something explodes breaks or tears for instance high winds cause the oil tank to rupture unrest unrest disagreements or fighting between different groups of people for instance the president is cutting short an international trip because of growing unrest in his country Hundreds of thousands of people have been taking to the streets in Israel, holding massive protests against big changes to Israel's legal system. It is the largest wave of protests in the country's history, with some estimates suggesting 6.5% of the entire country has been out campaigning. Israel's labour unions have joined in with the unrest, causing the largest airports shops and hospitals to shut down as workers walked out of their jobs. Society stopped as unprecedented strikes were carried out. Protests initially began at the beginning of the year and have grown each week with thousands of people spending their weekends campaigning in the country's major cities. Prime Minister Netanyahu, the key figure behind the proposed reforms, caused even more anger by firing the country's defense minister who had publicly criticized the changes israel's opposition party leader ya'ir lapid described the situation as the biggest crisis in the history of the country on monday the prime minister announced he was delaying a key part of his plans in order to calm down some of the protests but it remains to be seen what will happen next I have had a couple of Israeli thinking and English listeners reach out to me over the past few days, asking me to record an episode to help them discuss this topic in English. And I think it is an important issue involving political and legal vocabulary that will benefit everyone listening. So today, I want to look at what is happening in Israel in more detail. Why are people protesting? And why is Israel's Prime Minister pushing for these controversial reforms? There are hundreds of thousands of people protesting on the streets of Israel. Why? The protesters are angry at the Israeli government's plans to change the country's judicial system. Changes that are being pushed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu is the leader of the right-wing Likud party and is currently in his third term as Prime Minister of Israel. He was previously Prime Minister between 1996 and 1999 and between 2009 and 2021. Israel has a relatively fragile political system. I wrote an episode about this years ago titled What is Wrong with Israel's Politics? Netanyahu was elected in 2022 in what was Israel's fifth election in only four years. That's right, five elections in four years. There is a lot of change, short-term governments and political upheaval. The current government is potentially the most right-wing and conservative government in Israel's history. After being re-elected last year, Prime Minister Netanyahu has tried to push through controversial plans to reshape Israel's political and legal system. The Israeli government wants to address the balance of power between the country's government and the country's Supreme Court. I've talked about the balance of political power before in an episode on the US Supreme Court last year, but if you've not listened to that episode and which you all should, here is a quick summary of checks and balances. Political systems in most countries are based on three different branches. The executive branch, or the government. The legislative branch, or parliament, congress, or in Israel, the Neset. And the judicial branch, uh, your courts and legal system. Power is usually balanced between the three branches... So that no one part of the political system is too powerful. Netanyahu is aiming to change the current power balance between Israel's government and court. Already a law has been passed taking away the Attorney General's power to remove a Prime Minister from office if they are deemed unfit. It has been suggested that the Attorney General was planning to declare Netanyahu unfit. Netanyahu wants to weaken the power of the Supreme Court. Under the plans, it will be easier for Israel's parliament, the neset to overturn Supreme Court decisions. The government will have a greater say over the appointment of Supreme Court judges. Uh, at the moment, they are appointed by committee and the number of committee places reserved for the government will be increased. And right now, Government officials are required to follow the advice of the country's legal advisers. Netanyahu's plans will remove this legal requirement. If these reforms succeed, they will be the biggest changes to Israel's judiciary since the country's founding in the 1940s. So why does Netanyahu want to change this system? Well, first, and this is important, it's not a new idea. Political figures in the country, of all ideologies, left-wing, centre and right-wing, have called for major changes and reform in the past. In particular, changes have been proposed numerous times to improve and reform the Supreme Court. Israel, like the United Kingdom, my country, has an unwritten constitution. You can find out more about constitutions in an episode I recorded last year on Chile, but the meaning of unwritten, an unwritten constitution, is that there is no one single document with all of the country's basic rules and laws written down. Instead, Israel's constitution is made up of a variety of different basic laws, not protected in the same way as a constitutional law and this gives the Supreme Court a lot of power. While the Supreme Court is powerful, it is also the only thing limiting the power of Israel's parliament. Netanyahu and his government are arguing that the Supreme Court no longer represents the people of Israel, they are too elite and only represent a small group of people. They also believe the Supreme Court has become too active, They suggest it is taking cases and becoming interested in issues that should not concern the Supreme Court. The country's Justice Minister, Lariv Levin, when announcing the reforms said, We go to the polls, vote, and time after time, people who we did not elect decide for us. The people he is referring to are the Supreme Court judges. Moreover, a lot of other countries involve politicians in the appointment of judges. The most famous case is the US, where the president appoints Supreme Court justices and other high-profile judges. And this is what Israel's current government want to do or want to move towards in Israel. As I mentioned already, a lot of people in Israel believe the government and political system needs reforming. This is true but many of the protesters and opponents to the proposed reforms believe that these reforms are not designed to benefit the country, but to benefit Netanyahu and his allies. Only a minority of Israelis completely support the changes, and the vast majority, 72% according to the Israel Democracy Institute, want a compromise to be reached. Polls suggest most people support the Supreme Court having some power to limit government action. Despite being elected Prime Minister again in December, Netanyahu is currently in the middle of a major corruption trial. He is accused of being involved in bribery and fraud, but denies all charges. He signed a deal allowing him to become prime minister again as long as he was not involved in the changes to the judiciary. It was determined he has a conflict of interests. However, the reform removing the attorney general's power to declare a prime minister unfit has largely been seen as a way of protecting Netanyahu from any consequences of the trial. Many critics argue the changes go too far. They are too extreme. They will make the parliament too powerful and remove the only checks and balances existing in Israel's political system. There are concerns it will harm the independence of the judiciary and the independence of Israel's courts and put rights like freedom of expression at risk. The proposed reforms have caused concern across the country. Key people in Israel's financial, academic, business, military and religious institutions have all expressed their reservations. Israel's labour unions have joined the protests, causing the shutdown of the country's largest airport last week. And members of the country's military and military reserves have also gone on strike in protest. Israel's central bank governor warned the changes risk harming the economy, Former Mossad security chiefs are warning political unrest is making Israel weaker. The Israeli president, not the prime minister, the president, described legislation as misguided, brutal and undermines our democratic foundations. And even key international ally, the United States, has been critical. So what will happen next in Israel? Now this is a really difficult question to answer as things change quickly in Israeli politics and it is always hard to predict the future. As I mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast, on Monday, Netanyahu announced he was delaying the proposed changes. In his words, delaying the legislation would prevent a rupture among our people. The unprecedented strikes, growing public demonstrations and anger from all corners of Israeli society has likely forced the government to postpone the reforms. But for how long? These proposals are not cancelled, just delayed. Interestingly, during his speech on Monday, Netanyahu took absolutely no responsibility for the crisis. He did not apologise or express regret for the way his government are acting. Instead, he blamed an extremist minority for causing problems and criticised military reservists who are refusing to take their place in the military. The Jewish Power Party, the far-right partners of Netanyahu's Likud, allowed the delay after being promised the policy would be reintroduced when Parliament returns from their break in April. Israel remains a divided country, and many Israelis, including some of my listeners who requested this episode, are concerned that protests and unrest will continue for the rest of the year. So here is today's final thought. Israel is in crisis. While reforms to the judiciary are necessary, the way the government is going about those reforms, the extent of the reforms and the reasons for the current reforms are controversial. Hundreds of thousands of people have taken to the streets in protest against the changes. Although Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has delayed changes for now, it is unclear what is going to happen over the next few months. Israel's fragile political system may need another election. But what do you think? What do you think about this news? Are you from Israel? What's your opinion on this topic? And what is the biggest crisis in your country's history? Let me know by leaving a comment on the Thinking in English blog, on the transcript, leaving a comment on Spotify, or sending me a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear your opinions uh, about this topic, about Thinking in English, or about anything, really. So leave, leave some comments. Make sure they're nice comments, though. Nice comments. No bad comments, please. <laughs> um, and... If you enjoy listening to Thinking in English, please consider leaving me a five-star rating on Spotify, a five-star rating and a review on Apple. Uh, Subscribe to me on YouTube and leave a thumbs up if you're listening there. Um, And comment as well on YouTube if you'd like. Um, I quite often respond on YouTube. And yeah, please go and and support Thinking in English in as many ways as possible. Why don't you recommend Thinking in English to one friend today? One friend or family member, recommend thinking in English to them.